Hey guys, welcome back to the SD Local Podcast. My name is Steven Levinson. I am your host and your local 401k specialist. This episode's going to hit home. You know, we have taken for granted our ability to leave our house and go to the beach and go on hikes and enjoy ourselves, especially as children. We never had to think about health complications. A lot of us didn't have to think about that. But the reality is, is that there are way too many kids in the hospital right now suffering from critical illnesses and make a wish foundation is helping fulfill those children's wishes, providing them a little bit more normalcy, giving them an opportunity to be happy, to look forward to something. And so for that reason, I wanted to bring on Heather Ginsky. Heather is originally from Maine. Although her husband is from San Diego, he's a native San Diegan, and so they moved to San Diego to be closer to family. And so when she moved out here, she started volunteering for Make-A-Wish back in 2014. And in 2015, she was uh, hired on, and um, she's now, uh, her position is a corporate and community partnerships manager. And her primary role is really managing relationships with uh, corporate donors as well as overseeing all third-party fundraising events that ends up benefiting Make-A-Wish San Diego. She really loves public speaking, so I had to have her on. Um, and this really allows her to you know, go out and talk, to, uh, make a, you know, talk about Make-A-Wish in front of hundreds of people at, at events and then inviting companies to then see firsthand you know, the wishes that they are helping to grant. So we're really excited to have her on. You know, I have a cousin who had a wish uh, granted to him and it brought him a lot of joy. And um, it's just so heartbreaking to see kids in the hospital not able to be kids and to give them an opportunity to have a wish granted to them, to give them this this light, something to look forward to, I think is so amazing. And so we're really looking forward to having on Heather to learn more from her about Make-A-Wish's impact in the community. So stay tuned. Okay, awesome. We're live. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. I know it's 4th of July weekend, so um, it's a pleasure having you on. Thank you. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Very cool. Yeah, it was very cool meeting you. Um, I met you at the Emerging Leaders Council. And for those that are listening that don't know what that is, why don't you tell us a little bit about ELC and how that ties in? Well, obviously it is Make-A-Wish, but how does that tie into the bigger picture? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Stephen. So uh, the Emerging Leaders Council is a group of young professionals that was founded about three years ago. And the primary purpose of the group is to fundraise and what we call friend raise for <laughs> Make-A-Wish San Diego. So the idea is to find new sources of revenue to help grant more wishes in the San Diego community while bringing in new corporate partners, members, companies, friends, and all around more community supporters for the Make-A-Wish San Diego. I love it. It's it's huge. And as I mentioned in, in the intro, you know, it hits home because I have had a family member go really go through it and make a wish really came through. So it's huge. Since this is the SD local podcast, I know you're from Maine. How'd you meet your husband? I know he's a San Diego native. Like, tell me, tell me your story. What really got you over here? <laughs> and then why, 
why starting like volunteering with Make-A-Wish in 2014? Like I know you have a communications degree. Uh, I know you've leadership. You love public speech. You love all that stuff. So it makes sense. It, it's a good fit. But what really drove you to work with Make-A-Wish? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Well, to to answer your question about my personal background, my husband and I met at college um, in a town called Marietta, Marietta College in Ohio. <laughs> and uh, we awesome. we dated there for a number of years. And after that, I actually joined the Peace Corps and went to Peru. So uh, while I was in Peru, Matt, my husband, was still in Ohio. And um, kind of at the end of that, we decided we did the long distance thing and um, decided to moved to San Diego to be close to his family. So being a San Diego native, growing up in North Park, you know, his whole family still is pretty much here. So we came back and it's a hard place to leave. You know, we love it. Absolutely. Um, That was in 2011. We came here and I, you know, I kind of looked around to find my right fit career-wise. And the opportunity came up one day to start volunteering at Make-A-Wish and you know, it's kind of that altruistic sense of wanting to do good in your community. And I know that's really cheesy, but it's also very, very true. And I would say that's the case with our staff. That's the case with our volunteers. That's the case with all of our community supporters. And I got involved volunteering and wanted to do a little bit more and eventually came on the right job opening that came up and was able to start my career with Make-A-Wish in 2015. That's really cool. Thanks. It seems like everyone I meet that's not from San Diego gets so involved in the community. I uh, I have a friend up in North County. She's from Wisconsin, I believe, and she came here, and she is, like, involved in every community thing you could possibly imagine. And then I meet San Diegans, and they're like, yeah, whatever, like, you know, just spoiled brats, and I love it. That's really, really cool. So... You are partaking in a lot of like you're you're going out, you're speaking to a lot of companies, you're looking for donors and and then you're also developing relationships and maintaining those relationships. What does that look like for you guys from reaching out, finding donors and then keeping them in the loop of the whole process when that wish is being granted and so on? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. And um I mean it's a long answer to tell you the truth because it looks a little different for every donor, for every company, for everyone who's involved with Make-A-Wish. And the reason for that is that, you know, we really consider every one of those relationships a partnership. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are absolutely looking to grant every single wish in San Diego, to grant the wish of every eligible child. But we want to make sure that it's an equal partnership and that our supporters, our donors are able to feel a sense of fulfillment that we know that they're looking for also when they're donating, when they're hosting an event, when they're getting involved with the foundation. Um, we have currently in San Diego our our pipeline of wish kids. That's the number of kids anywhere from first being referred until their wish is completed and granted. Our pipeline's at about 330 right now. And that is really large for our chapter, to be honest with you. Um, we've had some wishes on hold due to COVID-related reasons, but we're starting to ramp up in our wish granting, which is really, really exciting. We granted 10 wishes in May. We granted 18 wishes in June, and we're keeping going. You know, we've we've been granting wishes this whole time, and it's going to continue. So when we work with a corporate partner, for example, there's a lot of different ways that they can potentially get involved. And it really depends if they are looking for 
um, stories we can share about wish kids if they're looking for that kind of eye in the sky public moment they want to talk about their involvement with Make-A-Wish or it depends on if they're looking for more that internal sharing with their employees to know that they are doing good is good for them and so that's why I say you know it's a partnership it's kind of customizable with each company with each donor to figure out what's the best fit I love it Make-A-Wish is such a staple name i think you know they built such a beautiful organization and has helped so many people so it's like companies saying hey we were you know we helped out make a wish make a wish helped us out it's it's huge yeah absolutely i think um make a wish is an internationally recognized brand right a household name everybody knows of make a wish and they may not know what their specific local chapter does or looks like or how that's even structured. Our national office is headquartered in Phoenix, Arizona, but we do have 59 chapters across the country. And each chapter has its own governing board and its own territory. So here in San Diego, we cover San Diego and Imperial counties, and that's our, our entire territory. We grant wishes for all the kids that live in those areas. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids, yeah. It's just saddening at the same time. But then it's also uplifting knowing that you guys have a target. And when I was my brief tenor with ELC, I remember I think it was you or somebody else talking about how providing something that these kids can look forward to is such a huge help to them and their overall health. Can you speak a little bit more on that? I mean, I don't know if... You have stats or anything like that, but I, I, I believe in that. It's like when a kid is so stoked, hey, I'm going to get this or I'm, I have this experience coming up. Yeah, it really helps. Absolutely, it does. And, you know, we've in the make a wish world, we've said for a long time that a wish is more than just a nice thing to have, it's a necessary thing to have. And there actually was a study a few years ago, the Ohio study um, from Nationwide Children's Hospital in, um, in Columbus, I believe, that, um, did a study on children who received a wish who had a critical illness and to compare their health outcomes from that. And it did prove that children had increased mental health, better mental health, that it decreased their hospital stays in some cases, and that it overall increased the child's well-being, the family's well-being, and, you know, kind of showing that wishes really are a very important part of the treatment process. Mm-hmm. And a lot of doctors ascribe to that philosophy now, knowing that a wish can be kind of a turnaround point for a child when they are, like you said, in the hospital, going through difficult treatments, when they don't have a lot of control really over what's happening to them. But having the ability to choose a wish gives them a little control and it gives them something to look forward to, mm-hmm. some anticipation, some excitement as they're going through the hardest the hardest days. Yeah. And I think that just kind of touches on the human nature in general. It's like when you have a purpose or you have something to look forward to, uh, you're generally happier. You know, but unfortunately, if you're a 3-year-old child with very little life experience in general, it's like what is there to look forward to, especially if you're in the hospital. So I know each wish wish is more complex than the other, depending on what kind of wish it is. So how long on average does it take you guys to actually grant that wish? And is there a specific timeline for you guys? How does that work? 
And I feel the reason why I asked that question is I feel like the longer it is, it's obviously not too long, but the longer that that wish takes, it feels like the anticipation almost helps the kid out a little bit too, because they're like still like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming instead of it just being boom, here you go. Here's your wish. And then it's like, okay, well I'm back at the hospital and it's whatever. So yeah, well you, you kind of, yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Um, so we strive to grant a wish when it's going to have the greatest impact on a child and on their family during their medical journey, during their treatment, and of course, when it's medically appropriate. Mm-hmm. So to back up just a little bit, um, the eligibility criteria to receive a wish is that a child has to be between the ages of two and a half to 17 when they're referred, be diagnosed with a critical illness that's placing their life in jeopardy and not have received a prior wish. Mm. Those are the only three eligible criteria for a child. So as far as timeline of the wish, it really can vary depending on the child, depending on the wish, of course. So a younger child, a three-year-old, may have a tough time because they may not even be able to verbalize their wish, right? So we have 300 trained wish-granting volunteers who've been backgrounded, who've gone through extensive training to work with our families to get to know them and and work with the kids. And two wish-granting volunteers are always paired with a child to talk about their ideas Mm -hmm. and, you know, what do they like and what would they do on their best day ever? And so they're trained to ask those kind of questions so that if a child doesn't have a wish idea in mind, we can just get to know them and, and see what, what makes them tick, what makes them excited. Mm -hmm. And in that way, kind of come up with a wish possibility together with the child, with the family that maybe they wouldn't have even thought of on their own. Yeah. Other children, you know, Teens especially tend to know exactly what they're looking for, (laughs) right? Um, I wouldn't say easier necessarily, Um, just that Mm. they have a clearer idea and typically they're able to talk about it more, Mm -hmm. to think through the wish ideas. They know what it means to receive a wish where some of the younger kids may not. Mm -hmm. And so it's always a process, but it's always different. It's unique to every child, even, um, you know, wishes like backyard makeovers. They want a play set or they want... Uh, you know, a gaming setup in their backyard, like a soccer field or anything like that. Every wish is different. It's not going to be a cookie cutter play set. It's right. not going to be a cookie cutter tree house. It's going to be, well, what do you think you would want to do in your tree house? Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be, do you have a tree in your yard that we could put a tree house? <laughs> or is it more of what we call, um, you know, a she shed, if mm-hmm. it's, you know, a female is looking for an activity space, kind of like a playhouse area. And so by asking those questions, it really opens our eyes sometimes to what does a child think that looks like versus what we might think exactly. it looks like. So, you know, an example, too, of a recent wish um, we had was a, a child who was in he, – he used a wheelchair or a gate trainer to get around, 11 years old, and um, he really, really wanted – an outdoor space in his backyard that he could access and play with his brother more. Yeah. Just have a good time. But the tricky thing for that was that, you know, because he didn't walk on his own because he needed wheels to get Mm -hmm. around, we needed the backyard space to be a little bit more level, a little bit more even. And we worked with a community partner who poured a concrete path all the way around his yard so that he could access the soccer field over here 
the swing set over here, the art station over here, and be able to get to all of that on his own, which he'd never been able to do. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah, it was really exciting. So it's that real customized approach for you guys. It's not like, hey, we're going to give you a wish. We're going to do it our way. Like you guys really want to get to know the kid and what makes them tick, like you said. And that's so cool because then you guys can really provide a real special experience for them, which is so beautiful. Absolutely. That's so awesome. Thank you. That is so awesome. So what's, you know, you shared that wish. What's one of your favorite wishes that you've been a part of without, you know, I know you don't want to give out names and stuff like that, but give us an experience or two that really touched you that you felt like, wow, this is really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in my tenure with Make-A-Wish, five and a half years, um, I've definitely seen a lot of really cool wishes come to life. And it, I wouldn't say I have a single favorite because there's so many is the truth. But I can tell you about a really meaningful experience for me was um, I was working as a wish grantor, a volunteer for a child named Kaylee. She was 11 years old. And Kaylee was what we might call dramatic. She loved the theater. She loved (laughs) to sing and act, all kinds of things like that. But she really didn't know what her wish was going to be. So when we first met with Kaylee, you know, she, this was a few years ago, um, she thought she might like to go on a Disney cruise. Mm. And her mom said, I think she would really like a Disney cruise, but I'm not sure it's her end-all, be-all wish experience. So we kept talking with Kaylee and um, going over different ideas and things that she might like. And we told her, you know, we're going to send you home with homework. No, she hated homework, of course. But we said, no, this is really important. We gave her a little box and said, I want you to take this box home and cut out pictures from magazines, print things off the internet, words, write it down, draw it, anything. Put everything you like into this box. And when you come back the next time, we're going to look at it. So when she came back and spread out all her papers all over the desk, she had really, really done her homework. <laughs> we started separating things into similar categories. Right. Oh, you like this type of thing. You like this type of thing. Um, she's really into fashion. She draws her own fashion designs. And mom mm-hmm. says, oh, yeah, we watch Project Runway at home. <laughs> oh, well, you know, would you be, you know, do you want to go see a taping of Project Runway? maybe, you know, everything was maybe with Kaylee. And she really liked um, macaroni and cheese, you know, do you want to be a chef? Maybe. And she really liked Barbies. And she had drawn some designs and created some designs of her own for Barbies at home. And we said, putting the pieces together, what if you could be a fashion designer for Barbie? And Kaylee's eyes lit up and she said, that would be awesome. Uh-huh. And that's how we knew, right? Like that's, that's awesome. the moment. That was Kaylee's wish was to be a fashion designer for Barbie. And she never would have known that was a possibility. <laughs> she may not have put that together herself, but kind of getting to know her and, you know, thinking about all the things that we can offer and the partners that we have, Mattel being an amazing national partner, right. we were able to to make Kaylee's wish come true. Big partner. Yeah, and they they sent her up to the Mattel offices, and they had actually designed a Barbie to look like her and created her own designs. So the Barbie was wearing Kaylee's dress that she had designed, and it was a really amazing day for her. Wow. Brings tears to my eyes. That's beautiful. Well, thanks. That's so cool. 
it's it's stuff like that that really makes a huge difference because it's uh, it's so tough. I mean, my experience at the hospital, um, seeing my cousin there and poor kid, man, you know, he's just like, God, I'm in here all the time. And then you see other kids in there all the time and you're like, there's really nothing to complain about. I've, I don't have any positioning to complain about anything. Um, so that's really, really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And every, every child goes through, their own unique medical journey. You know, Kaylee, for example, had a congenital heart defect and had open heart surgery, you know, when she was a baby Mm -hmm. and other kids might be going through, um, you know, a neurological condition or cancer. A lot of our kids have cancer. Um, but the, I think the biggest misconception about Make-A-Wish is that we only grant wishes to children who are terminal, and that's really not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids that we grant wishes to are facing very serious life-threatening illnesses, but about 70% of kids do go on to, to see adulthood. So whether they're maintaining their illness, depending on, on what the condition is, or they overcome it mm-hmm. at some point, um, we do see, uh, you know, a really large number of kids that that go on. And even locally, we've seen some kids then get back involved in the foundation, yeah. become a volunteer, become a donor, get their families involved. And yeah. there's no better ambassador for the Make-A-Wish mission. No, 100%. I think I met a couple um, that were like, yeah, I was a Make-A-Wish kid. And like, this is this organization really touched me and my family. And yeah. so we really wanted to become a part of it, which is so cool. That really creates a great story and then just more power because I think they're experience with it really helps out the organization a lot on things that should be done, maybe shouldn't be done, what works, what doesn't work, because like they've gone through it. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, you know, we do put out a survey to every family after their wish experience and to all our volunteers, Mm -hmm. um, because we're always looking to learn, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we, we want the experience to be as amazing and, and seamless as possible, at least from the from the onlooker side, right? <laughs> um, but I I think we're always looking to learn and grow. That's awesome. Just to shift conversation a little bit, you moved, uh, you know, from Ohio, well, Maine, then Ohio, Ohio, San Diego. So, what are some things about San Diego that you just absolutely love? Like when you first came here, you're like, holy moly, I love it. Um, just give me some things that you love about San Diego. Oh gosh. You know, the weather, you can't beat it. That's, is that cliche to even say that? Um, but I do love also that there's a variety of areas that are very close, right? So you Mm. can drive to the mountains, you can drive to the snow, but you live right in the center of the sunshine. And that's pretty amazing Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, San Diego to me is a, is a big city. I know to some folks it's not, but growing up in a small town, um, you know, I, I couldn't even fathom the number of highways there are here having to learn (laughs) to navigate those. I still use my maps on my phone everywhere I go. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's been a really great experience living here and I love it. And, um, you know, personally for us, we have family very close, which is wonderful for our children to be with their cousins and and all of that. But San Diego is just a beautiful area. The people are amazing and friendly and yeah, there's nowhere I'd rather be right now for sure. It's a great place for sure. And what I love about it too, is that you can drive into certain areas of San Diego and you feel completely detached. Like you're like, well, this kind of has a small town vibe. 
a little bit, yeah. you know, like you're in certain areas in certain pockets of San Diego that you're like, well, this is, it's just a totally different vibe in general, which is really, really cool. Um, as a fifth generation San Diegan, I still use my maps. Oh, that makes me feel a little you better. I, mean, <laughs> I, I do believe this is like the eighth largest city in America. All so right. we're pretty big. I mean, it's not, we're not too small, but, um, it, I think the landscape of it and the way things are laid out, it definitely feels smaller than it is because everything is so spread out, which is so great. But the food, you a Mexican food person? Oh, my gosh. Of course. That's... there's You cannot beat the Mexican food here unless you jump the border, exactly. right? Um, but, yes, the food is amazing. All kinds of different cultures mm-hmm. and, and foods available. It's, I mean, you never even have enough time to try them all. Yeah, I love it. So from a standpoint of like, what's your guys' vision? You guys have been granting wishes for a long time. But like, what are some big, high-level visions for Make-A-Wish in the next 10, 20 years? Or are you guys planning on just keeping the system as good as it possibly can be from the standpoint of finding you know, kids to, to help out and then just optimizing that whole process so that it's really special or are there some things on the horizon for make a wish that you guys feel like you're really excited about oh what a great question boy i mean i think you know our overall arching goal our vision is always to find every eligible child Mm. and grant their wish so a few years ago uh, we made a push hired a new medical outreach specialist to work with our local children's hospital and some different areas to identify kids and populations that maybe we weren't reaching Mm. to make sure that you know every child who has a critical illness has the same availability and knowledge about make-a-wish and that's really helped that grew our pipeline a lot um, a few years ago. But moving forward, I mean, like I said, always looking to learn and grow, right? But it's going to continue to be our goal to grant a wish Mm -hmm. for every eligible child. Um, I think we see wish types shift over the years, Mm -hmm. you know, what's popular at certain times, what's available at certain times. Um, We're always looking to grow our partnerships, both financial and in kind. You know, right now, over the last 16 months, we've obviously seen a shift in granting local wishes for kids, things that we can grant safely now. And we realized that, you know, we needed some new connections with home improvement stores, with camping trailer vendors, with technology vendors. We have seen a huge number of kids wishing for gaming computers. They want to be YouTube famous. (laughs) I don't even know the YouTubers they want to meet. My kids are not old enough for that (laughs) yet, but we'll get there. Um, But, you know, things that are just like a larger number than we've ever had. Camping trailers I mentioned, but, you know, we had done a few of those in the past, but it's been, you know, a huge wish type. And it's it's not just that more wish kids are asking for that. Yeah. More people are looking to do that kind of thing. Exactly. And the availability is low of product. They're having all kinds of, um, you know, there have been supply chain issues in a lot of different areas. And so I think that's that's going to be the big continuing thing is just looking for more partners who can help grant those wishes and, you know, create those experience for experiences, excuse me, For kids, because, you know, every time we have a partner who can help donate or discount products for a wish, 
that's less funds that we have to spend on that wish, which means more funds available for more wishes so that we can just continue pushing forward and, and granting all those wishes in our pipeline. Optimizing the whole process and also for you guys being more efficient. I mean, reducing cost is good because then you guys can give back more. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. So I love that. Absolutely. Talk about a little bit. COVID was crazy. People, I mean, even in my business, everything shifted to Zoom. Everything was from our home. So talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you guys went through during COVID and some of the things that you guys did to kind of overcome that. And I know there's, it's tough. You can't see people in person during that time. But what are some of the things that you guys did to keep in contact with with these uh, kids, with these families and the things that you guys did? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think... I mean, COVID was tough for us, but mm-hmm. no, no more so than for anyone else, right. I think. Um, it was a big shock to our system to pivot in that way, to make sure that we could keep granting wishes for kids, make sure that we could stay in touch with families and with kids, you know, um, to, to make sure their wishes were, were granted, were appropriate, and, and could still happen, Right. Right. So we did make a pretty big internal shift to virtual wish visits with families, virtual trainings with volunteers. Um, Our staff went full remote, of course. And so kind of at the onset, it was figuring out how do we do this? What does it look like? What types of wishes can and can't be granted? How do we talk with kids about, you know, making sure that it's the right wish at the right time and something that's going to bring them joy and that's going to help them through their medical journey. Mm. So, you know, certainly we had to put some, some wishes on hold at the beginning of COVID and that was tough for sure. But what we experienced over the last 16 months, we kept checking in with kids, you know, how are you doing? Um, You know, reaching out to see, because I don't think anyone thought from the beginning how long this would go on. It was questionable. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, for kids who've now been at home six months, Mm -hmm. 10 months, 12 months going on, you know, maybe they're looking to do something a little bit different. Maybe they need some different space and toys and things at home. So that's where backyard makeovers got really popular. So we could, you know, transform a child's backyard so they have a space to be in when they're at home. That's where gaming computers got really popular. The gaming, the YouTube, the connection with friends. You consider that children who are already diagnosed with a critical illness are among the most immunocompromised. So they may have already been isolated. They may have already been experiencing a lot of those things that the rest of us got thrown into. And so being able to keep the excitement alive for them was really, really important to us. Challenging too. Challenging. Yeah. yeah, But very overcomable. You know, we could, um, we've done some car parades for sure. Mm -hmm. And that is really exciting for kids. I think our very first one was early on in the pandemic. It was for a child's birthday. Just let her know. We're thinking of you. We're excited to grant your wish. We can't wait. We had, you know, 50 cars in in tow, and that was amazing. We have done some uh, ding-dong ditch for gifts for kids. Just, you know, again, a reminder. We're thinking of you. We're here. We can't wait to grant your wish. 
we did a campaign called Messages of Hope through our national office, and we asked volunteers and donors and corporate partners to create videos that could go on social media, just letting all the wish kids out there know, again, we're thinking of you. We can't wait to grant your wish. It's going to be amazing. You know, we're going to be there every step of the way. And, you know, we have been. We've Mm -hmm. continued to work with kids and, and grant wishes all throughout. I love that. It really takes a village for sure. Absolutely. Yes. We, we couldn't do it without the community around us. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you have 300 in the pipeline or more or even less, a little bit less than that, but you're still now adding that extra issue of being isolated, not being able to see people in person. Sure. It really takes everybody's effort to, to make a difference, which is huge. Yeah. And I mean, sadly, right. Illnesses aren't on hold. So there may have been some wish types on hold, but we're still getting more kids referred throughout Mm -hmm. the whole time. And it just meant that our pipeline has been getting bigger Mm -hmm. and we've been looking for more innovative and creative ways to make sure we're granting wishes. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Clearly, it's very beneficial for you guys, for companies to become involved with Make-A-Wish. But then you've made it very clear how beneficial it is for the company to become involved with with Make-A-Wish as well, just because of all the beautiful things that you guys are doing, the notoriety you guys have. So clearly it's a huge, huge deal. Um, For anybody that is interested in getting involved with Make-A-Wish, that either whether it's through sponsorship for their company or whether it's through volunteering or what have you, what's the best way to get in contact with Make-A-Wish to really just go full force and bring either their company into the mix of things or personally their family. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many ways and there is a place for everybody to get involved. Um, I I would encourage you if you're interested to first take a look at our website, sandiego.wish.org. And that kind of lays out some of the different areas and opportunities. It's got contact information for the various things that you might be interested in. Um, feel free to call our office also, and someone on staff can can give you a call back, have a conversation, let you know about different opportunities that might be available. And, you know, like you said, Stephen, whether that is getting involved on a personal level, whether it's getting your company involved, whether it's attending events, or any of the wide, wide, wide variety of ways to get involved, we'd love to work with you for sure. Mm-hmm. And you guys are headquartered in Mission Valley. We are currently headquartered in Mission Valley. And everyone's back. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So our team is still working remote right now. We're just starting to go back to the office um, and going to be kind of slowly phasing that in, getting everyone back in the office. But we're fully accessible. Great. That's awesome. So you heard it. You heard it from herself, Heather Ginsky. Thanks so much for coming on today and sharing with all of us. And... um, you know, it's an absolute blessing. The things that you guys are doing is huge, making a huge difference here in San Diego. I mean, all around the nation in general, but Make-A-Wish is so huge. So thanks again for coming on. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me out and helping spread awareness of the Make-A-Wish mission and, and what we're doing here locally in San Diego. It's my pleasure.